Good afternoon. I'm Arlene Bynum for Jeff MacArthur. It's going to hang around in our head all weekend long. It is mine. The prime minister dragged in front of the finance committee meeting and having to answer a lot of questions. Also, Katie Telford, his chief of staff, what impact did it make? And we continue. Today, we're going to get more reaction. And joining us is the leader of the Conservative Party of Canada, Andrew Scheer. Andrew Scheer, welcome. Welcome. How are you? I'm doing very well, thank you. Good afternoon. All right. Let me ask you, were there bruises or was there blood from that meeting, in your opinion? Well, there was a giant hole. (laughs) Uh, The Prime Minister blew a giant hole in his own story. Uh, All of a sudden, he introduces this new idea that on May 8th, he told his officials that he was concerned about a potential conflict. The problem was he didn't take that to the ethics commissioner. And uh, this is the first time we've heard of this story. It seems like we made it up uh, just before uh, he went to testify. And it doesn't even make sense. It, it doesn't jive with, uh, with what else we know. We know that on May uh, 5th, we was told they could start charging expenses. So how could we, the organization, have been told to start incurring expenses and charging the government if on May 8th, the Prime Minister is telling his officials to go back and, and have another look. It just doesn't make sense. You know, one of the defenses from the Prime Minister was the so-called, he, it, this wasn't a conflict, it's the perception of conflict. You've been in politics a long time, you must know. Perception is 90% of reality. Andrew Shear, were you surprised that he pulled that out of his hat? Well, uh, absolutely. Not only is it a problem with perception, it's actually a conflict. And that's what the ethics commissioner has already found him of, uh, found him to be guilty of twice already. Uh, not just uh, the appearance, but actually breaking the law twice before. We, uh, you know, the parties basically admitted that he's broken the law again this time. Uh, look, it's not just the, 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 uh, the Kilberger brothers, uh, Kilberger I think we've lost you, Andrew Shear. Are you still with us? Okay. We're going to get him back. If you can hear me, Andrew Shear, call us back. <laughs> this is our modern times, aren't they? People wander into a, a new area and we lose them. Andrew Shear, leader of the Conservative Party, joining us. We're busy reconnecting with him. But is this enough for the Conservatives? What can they do with this? What are their plans to do with this? How can what happens in we to scandal, resonate and change things for the Conservative Party. And look where they are. Andrew Scheer, he will be exiting. And then we have a new Conservative leader. And let's face it, you know, as Canadians are looking at this, they're thinking, okay, if I don't like this, and I didn't like it during the election, and now I really don't like what's happening with the Liberals, where do I go? Who do I want to steer this ship? So it's so important for the conservatives to have a leader. And the leader has got to exemplify all these new feelings, doesn't it? Because we're not the same. So why should what the party stands for be the same? A scrambling has to be happen here to resonate on what this means for the moment. However, this has got a shot at it. Here we have uh, the Liberal Party, And the prime minister and what he was defending himself against yesterday was Canadians were wondering, hey, almost a billion dollars. And what have we learned? 
no due diligence, didn't know these things, didn't think about the conflict of interest. And that's a lot of money, way more money than we will ever see in our lifetimes, a billion dollars. Does it matter? And was the fix in? Was this about liberals helping liberals? And often the defense, and we saw it yesterday, pulled out again. Oh, it was for, it was for the good, wasn't it? It was for the greater good. Does that matter? I don't think so. But terribly interesting. You know, sometimes we we have these, it happens with people we know or people we're close to or people we work with or neighbors or whatever, or friends. And we we see something happen and we use the phrase, I just never really forgot that. And this might be one of those moments. We never really forget these things. Character, character. And I believe that we have Andrew Shear, you're back with us. Thank you. Sorry about that. Some some technical difficulties here. All right. Yeah. You and Wayne Easter. At least you didn't have a, a power breakdown. <laughs> and, Andrew Shear, let me ask you. I was just, as we were waiting for you, wondering what this means for Canadians. Look at you, conservative leader. You won't be for so very long. What do you think if there's anything here, exemplifies how Canadians are feeling right now? Well, I think people just feel so betrayed. You know, when Justin Trudeau uh, shut down Parliament and, and said that he needed to focus on helping Canadians get through the pandemic, I think Canadians took him at his word, you know, and, and you know, we were all rooting for him to do well. We want our governments to succeed, uh, especially during times of crisis. Uh, and there was a lot of goodwill. Uh, we were all, you know, you see this with provincial premiers as well. And to use the pandemic as an excuse to engage in this type of behavior, rewarding his friends and, and using Canadian tax dollars to uh, bail out uh, an organization that had given him such a big platform, it's just such a betrayal. Uh, and, you know, to see someone take advantage of a pandemic where people are going through such hardship, uh, young people who are hoping for some kind of a program this summer. Uh, it's just really disgusting. And I think a lot of Canadians feel very betrayed. All right. I want to ask you, I mean, this must be flying through your head. You've gone through an election and it didn't end up the way you wanted it to end up. There was a postmortem. There always is and suggestions on what the Conservative Party could do to add to their roster. Is there anything about this story that you think can help Conservatives and what they need to do in the future? Well, uh, absolutely. And, and, you know, we did feel, fall short of our goals, but we, we had a lot of reasons for optimism. And while we didn't uh, succeed in forming government, we did win the popular vote and uh, got uh, representation back in Atlantic Canada, virtually swept the prairies and uh, major gains in British Columbia and, and up in Ontario as well. So there's a great foundation there for the next leader to, to finish the job that I started. And, uh, you know, I think what Canadians will see during this pandemic is that uh, conservatives have always uh, raised the bar when it comes to ethics in, in office. We passed the Federal Accountability Act. Uh, we A lot of the things that, are, that Justin Trudeau is going through right now is thanks to conservatives setting up these regimes, strengthening the office of the ethics commissioner and the lobbying commissioner. Uh, as Canadians are looking for 
who best to lead us out of the economic consequence of this pandemic. It's clearly going to be the Conservative Party. It's our faith in the free markets. It's our realization that we can't just have government literally printing money and handing it out. Mm-hmm. Real but people are frightened now, too. Does that play into this? People are frightened. And some people, you know, as somebody said to me who was a staunch capitalist, there's a little bit of a socialist in me now. So does that play into it? Well, you know, it, it all depends on who you put your faith in. Uh, when you put your faith in government, you're always disappointed. Look at look at Justin Trudeau's handling of this. Uh, government told us that they had to leave the borders open, and that turned out to be wrong. Government told us not to wear masks. That turned out to be wrong. Government dumped millions of pieces of personal protective equipment. That turned out to be a major blunder. Uh, government is running $340 billion worth of deficits and borrowing money, not just from future generations, but now printing money literally every week. So, yes, and Conservatives would have been there to help. You know, if we were in, in office, mm-hmm. if we had won the last election, of course we would have provided help to Canadians uh, who, through no fault of their own, were facing hardships. But as we plan for the recovery, that's going to be the difference. This government, when they tabled their economic update, their fiscal snapshot, had no plans for job growth, no plan to give ourselves an edge. Italy, Germany, the United Kingdom, they're all making aggressive moves to lower taxes, reduce red tape, make their countries an attractive place to kickstart the economy. Justin Trudeau's not doing any of that. All right, Andrew Shear, I'm glad we got you back. Have a great long weekend. Thank you kindly for joining Thanks us live. We appreciate it. Thank you very much. All right.